Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound like the Geelong song. Yes, good evening and welcome to episode 22, Grand Final Preview. The Cats taking on the Richmond Tigers this weekend. And you wouldn't believe it if I told you, we've already done yes, this. <laughs> we have already done this tonight because the record hasn't hit. <laughs> Big fellow, have you been on the gas in Warrnambool today or what? <laughs> oh, uh, that's coming tomorrow. That is coming tomorrow, Chuck. Just a quick little intro to you. All the way from Mount Eliza, Saka for the second time tonight. Good evening, big fella. How are you? Well, good evening, big fella. And to all our listeners, we, we did some really good introduction in our first take. Uh, but just so oh. we're not going to do it again, because unfortunately, our host down mm. there in Warnable, uh, sure, if I could turn back time, uh, forgot to push record. So oh. to our listeners, we apologise. Ludie and I delivered some absolute crisp, Gold, but we're not going to waste it again. We're just going to just get Ludie on, can you, big fella, please? Yeah, you won't get the same reaction either. I did actually say this bloke, the finest export ever to come out in Aranda, possibly second best, actually, behind the great man, the late great Paul Couch. Uh, Ludie, how are you, buddy? Good, big fella. Not a great start, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I don't know what to say, actually. I've got nothing for you. And the worst thing is, Billy's loving it, just sitting there, our special guest tonight. Okay, this bloke, this bloke is the king of Geelong. Make no mistake about it. Don't worry about Cameron Ling. Don't worry about uh, Stuart. Don't worry about David Mensch. This bloke is the... We are Geelong, the greatest team of all. He owns the Cremorne Hotel. He's an absolute <laughs> superstar on and off the footy field. We say a very good evening to the great Billy Brownless. How are you, big fella? Oh, g'day, Matty. We'll go again. But, um, <laughs> hey, I, I think we're in a bit of trouble here. It reminds me of Mitch Stark the other night when he took those two wickets early. Yeah. And I think we're about yep. two for none off two deliveries. <laughs> um, good, to, good to hear from you, Matty, and good to hear from uh, Chuck, of course, who... I don't know, has he, has he been talking about Warney and what great mates they were and they did this and they did that? But, uh, and then Ludes, of course. Oh, Ludes, I haven't seen him since he got the arse from the John Cricket Club. <laughs> so good to be with you, boys. And, and just tell me one thing, Matty. Have you pressed play? Is it on? We are all systems go, oh, big fella. Geez. And can Fair I can good. I just and I want to share this off the top of the show. I don't know whether you can remember this, Billy, but I quite <laughs> often I, I tell this story a fair bit. Billy and uh, Jimmy Brayshaw come down. Uh, when I had the Whalers Hotel, Chuck and Ludie, and uh, they'd done their show on a Friday. Oh, no, it was a Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon. What a wonderful show it was, too, and uh, we had a bit of fun. And anyway, we tied one on that night, Billy. Uh, We We did. We ended up down at the... uh, the gallery, which is uh, a little... Uh, the not- men's gallery. Is that a pizza shop? Is that a pizza shop? <laughs> it was a nightclub in town. doesn't operate anymore in town. But uh, Wednesday night, there's not a lot happening in town in the pool. Anyway, no. uh, we kind of... We pulled up stumps. I think... It, oh, geez, I reckon it was about 2.30, big fella, from memory. Ooh, and, yeah. Billy, you were hanging for a souvelaki and a couple of little stale dim sims out of the courthouse kitchen, mate. And uh, we got a feed... Oh. 
He was staying literally 50 metres from the whalers at the Quest yeah. Apartments. I said, see you later, yeah. big fella. Great show, great night tonight, blah, blah, blah. I went back to the whalers, got a ride home. Next minute, the phone's ringing and uh, Billy had been <laughs> locked out. Brayshaw hadn't given you the key to the room. You couldn't get yeah, in. Well, and you ended up coming and staying at my place, big fella. Can you remember that? Oh, well, I certainly can. I reckon it was the night that Danny Green fought Anthony Mundine, did he? And he got, yes. he got beaten that night. Yes. Uh, but he actually won the fight. And uh, we, we had Danny Green on two days later. And then we turned ourselves around. Oh, Danny, you won that fight. Well done and all that. But I reckon he got beaten that night. And then, oh, yeah, JB had the key. I couldn't get into the bloody Quest apartment. So I rang you. Next minute I wake up, I'm in your daughter's bedroom in this little single hang bed. On. I don't know. Hang on. No, no. I don't know what happened to her, mate. She got the lemonade and stuff. And I woke up with these dolls and bloody things all around me. I didn't, honestly, I didn't know what had happened to me. I don't know if I died or whatever. I kid you not, though. When, I, when we got home, we, we'd had a fair, fair old session, yeah. fair to say. And uh, yeah. I, I remember sneaking in the front door and... Uh, the wife uh, kind of said, who's here? Who's here? And I said, it's Big Billy. She's a Mad Cats fan, right? And she's going, shut up. Go to bed, right? So anyway, I've just kind of said, Billy, I said, you're down the back, mate. You know. Anyway, the next morning, it was about uh, 7.30 and I hear this, hey, Coco, Coco, you there, Big Billy? <laughs> <laughs> and just, you know, she rolled over and she said, is that really Billy? I said, that's Billy. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't know, you know, when you wake up, a strange joint. I don't know. I didn't know where, where I? I was. I had no idea. <laughs> oh, my kids. And it's so funny because I've, I've, got an, I've got an Oscar and a Lucy and you've got an Oscar and a Lucy. I've got an Oscar and a Lucy and a Ruby and a Max. So uh, same as Chuck, actually, with a Max. But, yeah, you got two and two, mate. And Oscar's, up, Oscar's been up there, actually, in the hub and... He's really enjoyed it, being a single boy, and he's on the list there uh, at the Cats, so he has really enjoyed it up there. It hasn't looked like getting a game, unfortunately, but he's, he's really enjoyed it. And, mate, you must be, before we get to Chuck and uh, Ludy, you must be wrapped for the Cats again. You, you wear your heart on your sleeve, big fella. And I've got a little bit of audio here, the most famous Billy Brownless oh, audio. Oh, Good mark taken by Mitch. He's got to play on, and they've got to take a mark. It's got to be Andrew or Brownless. Oh. How good is that, Shit. Billy? Uh, not great uh, audio. I don't know how many times you've played it, or it's a bit crackly down there at, at the ball. Seriously. <laughs> what kind of big, big stuff fella? Are you I mean, where have you dragged that? What the, oh, oh, where that's have you straight off YouTube, you blokes. Like, that's modern oh, day oh, kind of sharing oh, and internet you, stuff. You, you've had a Barry Crocker. You've had a Barry Crocker tonight. I mean, and the good thing is, Ludy and myself, and I don't reckon Billy, we, we've never heard that audio before, so no. we were looking forward to hearing it for the first time. <laughs> Oh. It's just hit. It's just hit waterable. I think. <laughs> you know that happened thirty years ago, man. <laughs> what a nice. Uh, William, 
Billy, if I could just jump in, because as you can tell, Matty just takes over the yeah. show. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry, <laughs> Billy. Sorry, Chuck. You're all right. No, no, that's good. Uh, but like that footage that we, uh, the footage, the audio, we couldn't quite get, but I heard something like Brownless or Ablett. Uh, hmm. I just want to start on this Jeremy Cameron saga that's going on, which is pretty exciting for the Cats. Uh, mm. But if he rocks up and the, the Tomahawk and Jeremy Cameron are in the forward line, I mean, this is going to be like Brownless and Ablett. Well, probably not as potent, but, um, yeah, look, that is, <laughs> that's unbelievable. Um, but then you, you throw in Dangerfield, of course. He'll play a bit forward, so I'm really looking yep. forward to that. It's going to be an interesting one because the Giants won't want to give him up. Uh, they'll, want, they'll want players and they'll want young players and then... It can't, that's where it becomes hard there, Chuck, because who the Cats yep. give up? Do they give up Radagalia or someone like that, which they don't really want to mm. do? So um, there's a oh, bit of today, Bill, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you that, because I, I read the today that they'll be sort of sniffing for Asava Radagalia and then young Sam Simpson, who, who's been pretty good at the end of the year at, as a Cat man. I mean, you don't want to lose any of those ones. But is there... Uh, and let's not put Oscar Brownless here, but is there is there a couple of cats you think might be in the deal? Well, I reckon they have to be, unfortunately, because they'll, they'll want a pick, and Geelong have got three picks in the top 20. I think the first one's 11 or 12, but they'll want yep. a player or two, and it'll be a young player. And unfortunately, the cats, they can't really lose too many young players. You know, we've got a lot of older blokes, um, and obviously Ablett and Harry Taylor will probably retire, but so that's going to be the interesting part, to crunch the numbers and do all that. And you don't want to lose, you know, even young Simpson. What an unbelievable, these two finals. And he's been really good early, really, really good early, doing some nice stuff there. And so you don't want to lose them. Lose them. You're right, Chuck. So it'll be an interesting yep. uh, to see what happens there, mate. And just the other one, I mean, I read today also, because I knew you were coming on, that there, there's a bit of talk. And I'm a big fan of this kid. He didn't get much of a run this year, but the year before calling on K-Rock, Jordan Clark, I thought, was a beauty yeah. off half-back. He, he didn't get much of a run. There's talk that he might go to Fremantle, and mm. Fremantle will give another pick to the Cats. But again, that's not going to help the Cameron deal, because the GWS no. are going to want a couple of young players. So there's a few pieces of the jigsaw, Billy. Well, there is. Those jigsaws we've been working on over ISO. Yes. Um, but let me tell you, we don't want to lose Jordan Clark. He's a very, very good no player. Way. He's exactly what we need. We need a young kid. We need a kid with pace. Definitely. And he, and he could easily play on the half-back or wing next year. He is a, it's interesting, those Perth boys. They do like to get home, most of them. Yeah. You know, a couple of stay, yep. But a lot of them do like to get home. So, But I suppose people would say that about Geelong, too. We're, look at the players that have come back to Geelong, Jeremy Cameron being one, but, you know, uh, Gary Rowan and Danger and yep. Gazza and... That, that come back to Geelong, who would have thought that Geelong, GLG Town, would be a destination where, where players, or oh, Sean Higgins, another one, you yeah. know, that the players want to come to. So it, it's just interesting. Ludi. Mm. Billy, I just want to firstly just paint the picture for our listeners that, uh, you know, you, you love your crickets and um, the Cremorne has been a big sponsor of the Geelong Cricket Club and you come down and watch the grand final a couple of years ago. So I just wanted to officially say <laughs> thanks for that. Because <laughs> you do love your local cricket, but um, I do. You're, you're right, Timmy. You, you. Yep. Well, we've got two great wicket keepers there. I'm not sure what you did, Matty. You could have caught them with your gun. <laughs> not much. <but>, uh... <laughs> hey, was Looney <laughs> stiff to get the arse, Billy? You've obviously been involved with the club, uh, or the sense, but was he stiff? Yeah, or what? Uh, 
Oh, not really, to be honest. But um, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I love and the Geelong Cricket Club. It's a it's a unique little club, of course. And that grand final was unbelievable. What Geelong made about three hundred, Timmy, and then who was it? Ringwood. They made about three ten, didn't they? Four fifty, and then Carlton chased them down. Seven down, I think it was. Eight down. So yeah. was it four fifty? Thanks for bringing that up, Bill. <laughs> got a two-part two question for me. I want to talk about the Ablets. Obviously, you played with Senior. You've watched young Gary Jr. and follow in his footsteps a little bit. Who's be, who's a better player, firstly? Yep. And then secondly, I want I want to hear the boxing story in the boxing room against <laughs> Gary Ablett Senior. Um, Timmy Senior, the better player all day, every day, because you had a game mm. going on with Senior here. And a game going on with Junior next door. You go and watch Senior. He, what he could do, the marks, the goals, he was tough, he was hard. And, and look, they're different players. You, you really need Gary Junior to get it to Gary Senior. There's no doubt about that. And, and what a player yep. Junior has been. I love him too. But just Senior, mate, was a superstar. And Oh, the style boxing. Just, just, just yeah. before you tell the boxing story, Bill, cause, and Ludy led us in beautifully, I mean, I always say Gary Ablett Senior was the best player that I would ever go and watch. Now, yeah. Mike Sheehan's retiring, and he's as he's on a show tonight, but I heard him today on radio, and he said strongly mm. that Wayne Carey was head and shoulders above. I wanted to ask you that on the back of Ludy's question, because that always yeah. get up. Ablett Senior or Wayne Carey? What, what's your vote on that one? Well, Wayne Carey won two premierships, didn't he? And I think we get judged a bit about winning premierships. Um, he did mm. play at Senar Ford. That was the days when the resting Ruckman used to drop back and he used to have to take them on also. And he did at times pick that club up and, and, and win games for them. But... Oh, mate, I'm one. I know I'm a bit one-eyed, and I played next to the great man. But he could do anything. He, I remember one day at the MCG, and me and Mick Turner and Gazza are just sit, standing around. You could back then, not, not in today's game. We're standing around in the goal square, and Mick said, "Hey, Gaz, we need a goal here, mate." Goes down. Oh, all right then. So he just jogs <laughs> off, runs up to the wing, gets the ball. Someone handballs it to him. He has two bounces and gets the goal. Like you know, just he there gets, it is. and he was so tough. He was so tough and uh, and, oh, yeah. and and uh, mate, I, I loved I loved playing. He only knew about five players. He knew he knew Couchy, the great uh, late Paul Couch, because he used to kick it to him. He knew Buddha and he knew Bearstow, and yep. uh, myself and Barry Stoneham. And I reckon that's about all because Sh- Shawnee Simpson was another one. Sean Simpson, they were pretty close, no. were they? No, Simo reckons that we went and saw him about <laughs> five years after he retired, and he's. Jesus, it was funny. We walked into this joint in Torquay and uh, and they, this bloke at the pub, me and Simo are there, and this bloke goes, when's the last time you see Gary Senior? I said, oh, geez, be three or four years ago. He goes, he's living at my joint out the road. I go, no, he's not. He goes, yeah. So we jump in this bloke's car. We'd had a few. And uh, we, we go out the 10Ks out of Torquay and we walk into this room. Gaz is sitting there in his shorts, no shirt on, um, <laughs> having a chicken sandwich and a glass of red. And he had no idea what was coming, obviously. I walk in, he goes, hey, Billy, how are you? Simo walks in, he goes, hey, g'day, mate, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Simo. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted yeah, the story yeah. there. He said he was tough, Bill. Um, Punch your shit out of you. Oh, he was tough, mate. 
And he was the worst trainer. That's the thing. You know, you, you watch anyone that's any good now, they're the best trainer at the club. They work hard and things like that, you know. You have a look at the... Um, I had someone say it the other night, the uh, Brownlow medal, what Lockie Neal's done. He just pulled his head in. He's worked really hard, and then now he's a Brownlow medalist, you know. So, But Gazza had yep. run a couple of laps, and then he'd have 30 or 40 shots on goal because you could back then, and then he'd go up to the coach, Gary Ayers or Malcolm Blunt, say, oh, I'm a bit sore in the hammy. And they go, oh, they'd shit themselves. They go, oh, no, Gaz, Gaz, come on, mate. You go inside, mate. Yeah, go. So he goes indoors. <laughs> and what he was good at, anything indoors, indoor cricket, he was actually, what he did do, he respected his wicket. You couldn't get him out. He was bloody hard to get out. That's what I liked about him. He wouldn't make a lot, but you couldn't get him out. So he loved his indoor cricket. He loved his soccer, kicked some of the... You know, imagine him just with those big guys oh. just hitting the ball. He'd go 100 mile an hour and blow the goalkeeper over. So he's a good soccer player. And he loved boxing. And we used to do that. We used to have these boxing sessions. And the late, great Philip Walsh was our boxing yeah. coach at the time down there at Geelong. So we'd have these, you know, sparring sessions, as they called them. And Gazzy used to beat the crap out of anyone. Believe it or not, I was a good trainer. Because if I miss a session, I'd blow up. i walk past a cake shop. I blow up, you know. So I <laughs> used to have to train. I come in early one day. Gazza grabs me at the door and says, Billy, you want to have a spa? I said, bloody oath. So I got the gear off. So <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <a towel. laughs> he says, no, you idiot, come here. So it's on, right? And all it is is two two-minute rounds. That's all it is, two two-minute rounds. Philip Walsh has got this machine that goes off every two minutes. And we've got the gloves on, we've got the helmet on. And when you put the gloves and the helmet on, you actually feel like you're bloody, you know, Daddy Green or bloody... Yeah, bulletproof. You dance around a bit and all this. And Gaz is standing there, he's throwing a few, I'm throwing a few. Ding, 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 the bell goes. So I've got two minutes and then I'm showered up and I'm home. Second round starts, he thinks he's Muhammad Ali and he starts dancing around and I'm watching him. Anyway, he landed a couple of good ones. I thought, shit, I'm in a bit of trouble here. And... I, true as I sit here, I throw this left jab, it hits him flush on the chin and drops him. Oh. And <laughs> this is true. Like, no one's ever really hit him. And no one, and no one has ever, ever dropped him. And I look at him, and he's on the ground. So I walk over to him. There's a bit of water on the ground. He might have slipped, but he's on the ground. And he looks up at me. He bounces straight up. He's ready to rock and roll. Don't worry about that. He is ready to rock and roll. About 20 blokes who were doing weights form a circle around Gary and I, and I couldn't get out of that circle. It was so tight, and he beat the living suitcase out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Bunny chops, whatever he could throw, and and, uh, don't worry, I must hit him in the ear because he didn't hear that thing go off. He he went on for four or five minutes, belted the crap out of me, (laughs) and I I had to wait for um, Philip Walsh. He jumped in and and probably saved my life, to be honest, because he was just going berserk. Shit, he could go. He could fight. I I heard a similar story. Do you know the great Dean Goober-Smith, Billy? He's a St. Joey's boy. Yeah, St. Joey's legend, yeah. Spent a bit of time, uh, I think, playing reserves at Geelong for a couple of years, and he was was good mates, I think, with uh, Barry Stoneham, and uh, he said, after one of the loss, I think Blight was the coach, and he yeah. said, uh, "He said, you know, he said, obviously I knew Stoneham pretty well. Anyway, you must have done it a few times after training. You put one glove on each, and uh, it was a bit yeah. of a free for all. You just had to protect yourself." And he said, "All I can remember was Stoneham just saying, stay away from Gaza. Just stay away yeah. from Gaza. Don't yeah. go anywhere near him.'" Just... Oh, mate, 
Well, he could. He could really go. He, I think he did a bit of uh, street fighting back in uh, where did he grow up down there in Gippsland Way. So, um, yeah, Drew and he, he Drew could go. Yeah. Drew and that's right. Yeah, Drew and Chuck. So, mate, he could go. Uh, he could do anything. He's one of those that just had a different body. His body shape was totally different and hardly did any weights, you know? Yeah, unbelievable. Did, yeah. I, I have this conversation. I, I really admire Gary Jr. I reckon Gary Senior is just a freak and the best ever. I agree yeah. with you totally there. But I tell you what, for for what that kid's done, like you know, like yeah. to, with the reputation his old man had, um, the pressures that come with it, like and to have the career that he has had, uh, yeah. I, I just I reckon he's just nothing short of unbelievable too, Gary Ablett Jr. No, yeah, you spot on. Actually, you spot on. He he's one of the nicest blokes you'll meet. Mate, he's very kind, he's considerate, he's not a dickhead, and, mate, he could play footy. So uh, he's a really uh, lovely fellow. I'd be interested to see what he does after footy, you know, because, um, mm. I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know if he'll go into the media. I'm not sure he'll go into coaching. Um, uh, obviously, he does a bit of religious stuff. So it'll be interesting mm. to see what he does do, you know. Uh, Billy, we did get you on, I mean, uh, to talk about the grand final. We'd love to have you back at... Maybe, you know, middle of winter, a cricket. To, we'd love to have a Billy Brownless show, but we did want to talk about the grand final because we're going to get a bit of a Richmond flavour in the second half of the show. But are you genuinely confident that the Cats can get it done? We know they've stumbled a bit in finals of recent times, but uh, yep. yeah, they did a pretty good job, mate, uh, in the prelim. Very impressive against the Lions. Why will they win? Tell us why they win, Bill. Yeah, well... They got their mojo back. That's the main thing, mate. I, I, they were they have been struggling, you know, and well, they were going really well. So they ran into Richmond what two or three or four weeks ago, and Richmond what they do bring and they bring that heat and pressure where they make you make mistakes, and that's what happened to some of our younger blokes. They weren't they weren't used to the uh, the heat, and we did have a, we had a first gamer in that night, young Jarvis, who uh, you know struggled. We had that uh, young kid close in. And and the couple of players that have come in for those two are Gary Rowan and Gary Ablett. So, mate, it's a more experienced side. I really like the back line, how they're performing and how miserable they have been down there. And they're, they're working really good, uh, well together. And also, Danger, I just think he could do anything. And we all know Dusty's a bloody star and all that. But um, Danger could explode. His first grand final. I think yep. it's going to be a low-scoring game. Yeah, they're, they're um, predicting a fair bit of rain, aren't they? Well, I just watched uh, Jane tonight, and she said it was 70, 70% uh, good conditions, 30% rain. So we'll see what happens. But She wasn't uh, looking too Richmond, bad in the red tonight either, Billy. Yeah, no, we, we were all a fan of Jane's buns, aren't we, Jane? Well, Jane Bun, we like watching her on the news. We all watch her. So, so do the farmers down there, Warnable Way. Oh, they get oh. in just in time for the hey, weather. I don't want to rain on your parade, Billy, but I'm a, uh, a mad tiger. And we've got uh, Scotty Fish-Turner coming up after you, big fella. Just to, yeah. even, yeah, just to even the ledger up a bit. But I reckon, and this is just my little theory, and Ludie's a Cats supporter, and, uh, well, Chuck Barrick's for the Saints, but... Yeah. I just actually reckon that you've had a couple of soft finals myself. I, I really reckon Collingwood were absolutely on their feet, uh, and I don't reckon Brisbane fired a shot on uh, yeah. Saturday so, night. So, so is that Geelong doing that to them, to flatten them straight up with the way they play the game, keeping off early? And Because, mm. yeah, mate, they had just showed nothing. And Brisbane, they had everything to play for. They were playing good footy. They're playing at home. So I disagree with you, Matty. And I think there's just Geelong... Uh, making them flat early on, and then the game was over. So 
And, but we all know Richmond won't do that. Richmond play that game where they just push it forward, they kick it forward, they slap it forward, and chaos, they all yeah. run. Yeah, chaos. But also they that pressure stuff on every player. So that'll be interesting. The cats, the young players, to handle that. And then I reckon they, I reckon the cats can. I reckon they, they've gone nicely at the minute. Here's uh, here's one really? for you. I was going to just say that to the whole, to everyone. Do you reckon either side will make any changes, boys, or do you reckon they'll both go in unchanged? Unchanged. Yeah, okay. unchanged. We're going to couple at Richmond. I reckon that have just been going. Like Castagna and a few of those blokes have not touched the footy uh, for five or six weeks. You know, it'll be a big call, like wouldn't it, to change? But like. I just I reckon there's a couple of blokes like Higgins and Arts and that that have uh, you know haven't done a lot wrong this year, have they? Mm. Nah, well, no, but I reckon you can't change yeah you know, the the winning side winning for the last couple of weeks. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, I reckon both sides are nearly at full strength. There's hardly any injuries really to to both sides. And you know, it's interesting. Both sides finished third and fourth. You know the. The one and two seeds are out, and and but the both of these sides lost the first final. You know, I reckon it was a blessing in disguise for Geelong, because for some reason, and I can't work this out, for some reason they have to play week on week on week, mm. and they're the oldest team. So I, I can't work that out. It's crazy, isn't it? It's just yeah. amazing. Yeah. Really, I don't know whether you did this on the rush hour. I do tune in on my way home. You know, on every now and again, have a laugh at you too regularly. <laughs> so you might have already done it. Uh, yeah. But you mentioned both teams. Both teams lost the final. Uh, yeah. I read today as well, which is extraordinary. I felt Ooh. the first time ever, and I don't know if you know this, Ludi. First time ever, uh, both teams that are playing in the grand final actually lost the final leading in. I thought that was an extraordinary stat. You know, so both teams lost the final game, as you said a couple of weeks ago. Yet both teams have made it through the grand final. Billy, the first time ever. Oh, yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. There you go. Yeah, that's right. They're obviously, uh, well, they they were quite outstanding teams they played against, and they played home finals, didn't they? When we're talking about yep. uh, Port and uh, and Brisbane, of course. So that and Brisbane will look at it this year and think this might be the one that got away. You know, they, they have no ISO. Uh, obviously, Geelong and Richmond have been an ISO. I think it's going to be 110 days by grand final day. Brisbane at home, don't have to isolate. They're at home, go home to their own bed, own pillow. And also, mate, yeah. they're playing home finals, you know. So, yeah, it was really good effort by both Richmond and Geelong, to be honest. It is Absolutely. great. Stewie, I know you're going to get Scotty on, but just to you as a Richmond supporter, the, the only one that I would think about, I mean, you mentioned Castagna, and, and he has been quiet, but he's a, to me, he's a bit like Gary Rowan. He could flash up and kick you three goals, George yeah. can't stand you. But the one I'd mm. like to see in for the Tigers, just because I think he's got a little bit more grunt about him, uh, and he's a former cat, uh, is Josh Caddyshack. I like him. I like Caddy. Yeah, just, just a, he's, a, he's got a bit of the Brad Scholes about him, Caddy. Just uh, kind of uh, feet nailed to the floor at times, Billy, don't you think? Like just uh, not overly yeah. blessed with leg speed like us big boys. No, that's <laughs> grand final but too. The Marbio is the one I thought they might bring in, but if it's going to be wet, uh, maybe not. He had his chance a couple of weeks ago, Marbs, uh, and he comes down to Warnable, does a bit of boxing, great man. But uh, I think he's a Rudy Ryan man. He's a Rudy Ryan man. He gets down here a bit, and Rude. I think uh, I think this uh, I think Dusty might be coming down for a little stint uh, in the off season. Um, Rudy is still doing that. I went. I got in the ring there one day, and this kid got in. He was fourteen, I reckon, and I thought <laughs> I'd go easy on him. 
he hit me in the sternum, nearly bloody killed me. I couldn't believe I had probably some world champion now, but geez, he, I, I had to get out of the ring. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that was young Tim Zoo, mate. That was. <laughs> uh, you're Norton too in the ring too, big fella. Just quietly. <laughs> well, I, I, I won my last fight by 150 meters. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> what about your great mate Jimmy Brakeshaw, mate? He's a ripper. Uh, is he involved calling for TV this weekend, or is he uh, radio? Oh, no. Uh, it's interesting that Channel Seven because you got Bruce right; he's the main man and all that, of course. But then you got about three blokes that fight over who is the next Bruce. So you got Brian, who thinks he is, and a very good caller. <laughs> you got Hamish, uh, who's very good also. Basil was going all right, but now he's the Lord Mayor; he's dropped off a bit. And then you got Jim, and they all—it's very interesting. This—they uh, all pretend they love each other and how well they're going. They couldn't give a stuff because it's all about them. So Jim, Jim didn't quarantine; he didn't want to go up and quarantine. Brian couldn't wait to get up there, so Brian will be doing Channel Seven. Jim will be calling it for Triple M with. Uh, Luke Darcy, actually, so uh, uh, he's a good, good. caller, Jim. I, no, not that I'd tell him to his face, but he's a bloody good caller. No, I agree. Has yep. something similar happened to K-Rock, do you know, Billy? Because yep. our man Chuck Saka uh, has not had a look in. <laughs> well, you've got to be careful coming in from uh, Melbourne. and very Geelong yeah. uh, family. <laughs> Didn't go to St. Joseph. I never went to St. Joseph, so I never oh. got the criteria. <laughs> well... Yeah, and then Mytho, Mytho thought he ran the show there, and you had Mytho, and yeah. then you got Tommy King, who he's the star down oh. there, and then you got oh Ben Casanilia. Hey, uh, ben, he, Benny, Benny's <laughs> actually just started a new job at the uh, the Wild Racing Stables too. I think he's doing a bit down here in the Bull. Yeah, I heard that actually, um, Benny Boy. So it's an interest. It's all interesting in the media, as you know, boys. If you can survive it for ten or fifteen years, you're doing bloody well. <laughs> Correct. Uh, Correct. You got anything else for us, Ludy, before we say goodbye to the big fella? Uh, not really. I just had one question, probably that I was thought of today. Who's had a better career, Bill Cochin or Selwood? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that's Ooh. he's a job um, man. Yeah, Remember the Obviously first two or three years. He, he wasn't hard, was he? He wasn't known as a hard player, Cotchen. And he yep. changed his game around. And what a player he's been, what a leader he's been. But again, I'll be one idea, Timmy Boy. You've got to say Joel Stewart. From the, from the moment he walked through that door uh, at Geelong, come from Bendigo, he, he had captain written all over him. He just knew he was going to be the captain of the club. What he's done, the premierships, the way he's led the team, uh, his commitment... I, I, I just love Joel. Everyone loves Joel, the way he goes about it. So I'd say Joel, but, yeah, Richmond people will say Trent Cotchin, you know. So uh, they're both stars nice. of the game. Billy, you're doing a fine job on TV with your, uh, you know, gamble responsibly <laughs> stuff. Uh, it <laughs> hasn't worked for Chuck in isolation because I, I'm actually not a gambler, Bill, but before you go, oh. I want to share it with you because I think you'd like this. I, I've yeah. actually got, and now that it's going to be wet, I'm very happy I got Joel Selwood at $35 for the Norm Smith medal. So I just put a little responsible 20 bucks on that. Good. Because I thought that was pretty good. $35. That's uh, a great price. It's $700. Well, well, I hope you're right. I hope you win that because that means the Cats will probably win, you know. So I think Mitch Duncan's been outstanding the two final games and and he'll be a big chance, obviously, that the Cats win. And I'll tell you what, if Dusty wins, 
That'll be third, will it? Yeah, Maddie? third yep. big fella. He'll go yep. down as an immortal, the greatest, the greatest finals player. Yeah, I agree. And do you know the thing about Dustin? I I love him as a player. I just he's just so explosive. But you know, for a bloke that really doesn't lay many tackles, uh, doesn't yeah. have a lot of defensive side to his game, <laughs> to be the player yeah. he is is just amazing, really, isn't it? Well, it's just his strength. He threw what Burn Jones around last week. That was an interesting matchup. That I, I reckon the Cats will go with Collagesny or Tommy Stewart or someone like that. You know, this week someone a bit stronger and who can mark. And, and, and certainly go against him marking-wise. So, yeah, look, oh, mate, you're right. He, and I think clubs try to say, oh, well, Dusty's not going to chase, so we'll go the other way uh, and kick goals on him. But then Dusty just bobs up and kicks two or three himself. So uh, he's been outstanding, mate. And you never hear him much, do you? He doesn't do any media or not yeah. a lot of media, but just goes about his game. And uh, a boy from Castlemaine's done well. Mm, absolutely. Matty, can I tell Billy me gambling story or yeah, not? Yeah, absolutely. No, go for right. it, big fella. Just quick, Billy, because you make us laugh a lot. I hope this gives you a bit of humour. Uh, as I said, I'm not a gambler. It sounds like I am, because when you say you're not, you are. And You know, you yeah. told me last week, you could, Chuck, you said, listen, on the, on the TV, you can get the cats if you take the margin one to 39 points I'll give you $2.40. So yeah. I thought, right, oh, that sounds good to me. The Cats are winning uh, at 1 to 39 points. I could have taken head-to-head <laughs> and taken two. Do- so I went the 1 to 39 points option, of course. And I've got oh, to be honest, no. I, got to be, I, I did five times 20 on that one. Uh, so oh. I stuck me a little 100 on. And, and I'm Jeez. sitting on the couch, boys. You'll imagine uh. this. And the, the Dale there, because as I said, my daughter, she follows Geelong. And my yeah. son, I'm failed, is a tiger. So they're watching, and I'm watching. And I've got, and Ludi will relate to this, I've got me chocolate bullets, because I like me yep. chocolate bullets. So <laughs> I've got the packet of chocolate bullets. Won't surprise anyone for the big show. Yeah. And I'm chewing on the bullets. And in that last quarter, you know, I've got the cash, of course. Yeah. And all of a sudden, uh, the cats kick a couple of points, and I'm thinking, oh, shit, you know, that's 32 it's points. A bit tight, yeah. <laughs> 33 <laughs> points, and then another <laughs> point, 34 points. And I, I looked at the misses, and I'm I'm just about three bullets left in my little bowl, Bill. And so then just the them ball all. comes, yeah. it comes back inside 50. <laughs> Gary Rowan gets ripped off the ball. Oh, they give the free yeah. kick. Free kick. And, and the, the Dale didn't know that I'd had a little wager, of course. She's mm, sitting there, what are you not. so tense about? You don't even barrack for Geelong. Well, <laughs> Gary Rowan lines up the goal, of course. Gary Rowan stuck it through. That took oh. the margin to 40 points. Those three bullets, Bill, I stood up and I threw them with everything I had. Didn't think where I was throwing them. And yeah. I'm telling you, boys, the Dale has just bought a brand new stainless steel Fisher and Paykel fridge. Oh. Put a messy dent in the fridge. Oh, no. <laughs> so I not only lost the bet. The missus wants yeah. the divorce now because her Fisher and Pike has got a big dent in it from Chucky's bullets. Oh, no. I bet you, I bet you, you found the bullets later on, but when you got a bit hungry. <laughs> no, that, that was the only consolation, Bill. Oh, that is crazy. Oh, One to oh. thirty-nine, and they get up by the forty and, points. Oh, they win by the forty. Siren. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, after, after the siren, it was brilliant. Yeah. After the it siren, Gary Rowan. 
Hey, uh, you, anyway, just before you go, Billy, responsibly. the Sunday footy exactly. show, mate. I love the Sunday footy show. Got a good mix there, good crew. I'll tell you one bloke I'm really, really warm to. He's quite a funny bloke, I reckon, in his own right. He's a uh, big lordo. He's a ripper, isn't he? Yeah. Well, he, he used to take it to heart, and he wasn't funny yeah. at all, you know. Yeah. He'd yeah. take things to heart very serious, and uh, you'd say something about him on radio, and he'd nearly text you or ring you up and go, why would you say that and all that? Like, he, he, he hated being criticised, and what he's done is turned himself around, and well done to Lordo for doing this, and, and become... Uh, he knows how to take it now, and we all know Aussies. You gotta, if you give it, you've got to take it. Absolutely. It's, it's what we're known for, and... And Lordo gives it, and he takes it now, and he's actually half funny. You're right; he's quite. A, and and what he what he's very good at is um, analysing the game and and looking at the game. And he could be a he could be a coach in some sort. There's no doubt about that. And yeah, no, it's a good little show, the Sunday Footy Show. Do yeah, not miss fun. it, big fella. Hey, now we've got right. Scotty Turner coming up right after Scotty. this, the Big yep. Fish, and it just took me back because Big Fish was running for the Nationals in an election oh, uh, a few oh, years ago oh, now. <laughs> And it just takes me back. Go? Well, it takes me back to this, Billy. Can you remember when you uh, put your hand up? Oh, just sit back and have a listen. This, 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 <laughs> this cracks me up every time. Oh, look, I've got to go away and have a good thing about it. Because honestly, uh, that's what I'll do now. I'm just going to talk to a few people. Uh, and, and, uh, oh, look at the North Geelong. Literacy with uh, school children, uh, drug abuse. What are the issues in North Geelong? What's your position on the independence of the Auditor General? Cody? Yeah, uh, Cody? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, look, uh, look, honestly, uh, just a bit of a chat of coffee, nothing great deal said, uh, up there, and uh, we'll go from there. <laughs> 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 Billy, Billy, can I ask, when, how long did it take when you walked away from that little press conference? <laughs> how long did it take well, before you realised that this wasn't for you? Uh, about four seconds. So, <laughs> but I'll tell you what you don't do, right? I got asked by Jeff Kennett to run. He wrote me this beautiful letter. I've still got it. The, uh, the, your, your town needs you. Your state needs you. Your country needs you. One of these letters. Can you come up and see me? I want to talk to you about running for North Geelong out here, which is a big Labor seat. And I was going to take votes off the... I still don't understand it totally. Anyway, I said, yeah, I'll come up and meet you, Jeffrey. And when it met, he was a premier and I met him and we had a lovely uh, meal and it was beautiful. And I didn't know that word had got out that I was meeting with him. And then, of course, I come downstairs and there's um, the journos, but they weren't footy journos or sports journos, they were bloody political <laughs> journos. And I'll tell you what you never do. If you don't know anything about what you're t- doing, never, they call it you get door stopped, you keep walking. You just keep walking <laughs> and you don't answer anything. But old dopey Bill thought, oh, this will be good. I'll stop and have a chat. I want to know. Yeah, they don't want to know how the cats are going and all that. And fair income. Once I stopped, I, I was gone. I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, still my favourite moment. Hey, big fella, we appreciate your time tonight, mate. Good luck uh, for the Cats on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, it is going to be one for the ages. Two cracking teams going at it, I reckon. And uh, if, as I said uh, earlier, if this game was at the MCG this week, you wouldn't get near Geelong or Melbourne. It would be absolutely mayhem, that is for sure. And uh, we wish you all little putty cats all the best, big fella. Hey, good on you, Matty. Thanks for that. Uh, good to talk to you. And Ludes, good on you, mate. We'll see you in Geelong when they bring the greats back at the cricket club one day. <laughs> and Thanks, good on Bill. you, Chucky boy. Thanks, Bill.
Uh, what an absolute legend. And uh, we're going to just say oh, farewell, farewell to Billy there. We're going to drop him. And uh, we are going to go to the phones here, boys. And we've got uh, one of Richmond's finest. And uh, We might have to make this a part two show. We've kept this man waiting a bit long. He'll be right. Fish Turner, of course. Uh, and I, I said to you, blokes, uh, one of Richmond's finest, everywhere this bloke goes, I kid you not, the Richmond faithful absolutely adore this Good bloke. Here he is, the great man, Scotty Turner. How are you, big man? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? <laughs> Pump it up, Fish. The best theme Pump song in the land, big fella. <laughs> Oh, how are you, Fish? Yeah, going well, mate. Going well, thank you. Mate, I was just saying, I was telling the boys uh, during the week, Scotty, and uh, you, you're a pretty modest man. You're just uh, a country boy at heart. But uh, we went down and done the uh, 2017 Grand Final Parade together and we had a few beers <laughs> and all that kind of stuff that night, which is probably for another show. Um, but uh, the Richmond Fateful... Absolutely love you, big fella, don't they? They break out in a song when they see you. They still recognise you. They just adore you, don't they? Yeah, they do. And I suppose it's just come back to the playing days when I... Well, I suppose I enjoyed being a character to the crowd while I was playing, but also after the game and enjoying to be with them. So, yeah, and as you said, we caught up with a few others over the last couple of years and it'd be nice to do it this weekend again. Now, uh, I'm also going to, before we get uh, Ludi and uh, the great Chuck Sarker in, uh, of course, to have a bit of a chat uh, to you, mate, uh, I was trying to explain, uh, you know, the 1995 final uh, against the Essendon Football Club, and this is the this is the moment that everybody always brings up with you, Fish. You were, I think, about 24 points down the Tigers, and uh, you kind of got moved forward, uh, kicked the goal straight out of the ruck, and then I'm just going to play this little bit of audio for you, big fella. Prescott puts the tackle on him. Knights, Campbell didn't get very far. O'Donnell's down behind play. Here's Campbell through the centre. Little one to centre half. Well, they weren't looking the Tigers. He gave it up. Hip and shoulder was OK. It goes forward. Nash is a great finisher. He surely will kick the goal. He has. They're back. They're back in business. And the stretch is going out to O'Donnell too. Simon's got the good hip and shoulder from Maxfield. He's in a bit of trouble too. It's in a half back. Follow the audio again, Matty. You can't hear shit. <laughs> well, what I was going to say there, I think the audio is fine from my end. It's just not from your end. But, Scotty, that was the day you kind of, as I said, you got moved forward. You cleaned up Gary O'Donnell out on that far wing. And the Richmond faithful have forever remembered that day and that moment, haven't they? Yeah, mate, yeah, it was obviously a, a critical time of the game. Like, we're down at half-time and um, Super Northy sort of um, swung a few changes around and I think I was on my way down to the forward line as that happened. So, yeah, it wasn't nice to clean up Gary as I did, but it certainly got us back in the game. And, yeah, and Richmond supporters certainly remember it. Chuck Looney, I'm going to chuck it over to you now, boys, uh, because uh, this man, I've got some great stories when he moved down here to the Bull. He set up a little noodle box uh, in town here, boys, and uh, he's known as Fish because he drinks like a fish. And uh, as he said earlier, he uh, had a drink with nearly every person, I reckon, in the Bull when he was down here, and that's the kind of bloke he is. Well, sounds like a fantastic country boy. We know uh, he started in Ararat and then went down, coached Warnable to premierships and then went back home to Ararat. Uh, Scotty, I met you years ago. Darren Berry 
firing at you yes. at the moment, mate. Uh, yep. Good to speak to you again. Thanks for joining us as we sort of preview the grand final tonight. We'll get to the serious stuff in a minute. But uh, that 95, I mean, I remember, I love my footy as well, Scotty, and uh, you know, got a few mates who were at the Tigers, in particular Nathan Bauer back in those days. But you, you not only cleaned up Gary O'Donnell, my memory tells me you took David Grenvold out that day as well. Yeah, I think I might have something. Had it, might have something me drink at half time to get me up, get me up and fired. So I did. I did um, <laughs> put a nice dip and shoulder on Grenvold as well. So, but the main thing was, we, yeah, we got we got the win in front of a, like ninety thousand people at the MCG on a nice spring day. So it was always good. Was good to win. The week, the week after, the week after was disappointing. Well, actually, well Chuck was, was going to get to this year, okay, there, yeah, Chuck. We- we did well just for because I know the big fella's a mad tiger as well. But uh, we did have Billy Brownless on uh, two parts tonight: the cat's flavour and and now you for the tigers. And Billy yep. did say just asking about that nice win, that day <laughs> out at VFL Park in the preliminary <laughs> final. So I tuned yes. in today, Scotty, and just got the highlights. And uh, I mean, what a privilege! In in essence, you played on the greatest Gary Ablett, but that one yes. wasn't a great day for the Tigers. No, not. Well, I remember that day, um, obviously for the loss, but also when uh, when your teammate Michael Gale's running towards you as though you were a full forward, yes. and then Ablett's on me. So Michael Gale, um, as I said, kicking it the wrong way doesn't help. But yeah, <laughs> Ablett, Ablett was one of, one of the best, and um, certainly rate him up there with um, Dunstall and Lockett. Well, what was he like to play on? Like Billy just shared a couple of stories earlier about uh, playing alongside Gary Ablett uh, Senior. But yeah, what was uh, what was he like to play on Fish? Like he, he just must have been, yeah, you must have been petrified going out there to line up on someone of his calibre. Yeah, well, a couple of beers the night before I helped. So but, uh, <laughs> playing on playing on him, like I used to back with you along. So even as a kid, you'd go and watch him sort of in his early years, and you'd think, God, how good is he? And then the next minute you're playing on him and. Yeah, he's very tough, very quiet. Um, yeah, and he's just so freakish, and you never never know what he could what he could do the next next minute. So, I don't know whether you boys know or you've done your homework. I, I am the last player to play on him in the reserve, so he still mm. kicked me out that day. <laughs> how, how many goals did he get on you in his final game, big fella? Six, six or seven. We're both come, coming back. Well, I was coming back from the knee injury, and he had been demoted to the reserves for certain reasons. I'm not sure, but. That ended up being wow. his last game. So I can't believe that he actually got dropped to the twos. I, I can't even remember oh, wow. that. That's yeah. unbelievable. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Did, did yeah. he ever say much to you, Scotty? Did he? Did he talk? No, nah, not, 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 nah, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. The last game in the twos that day, he's he's a bit talkative to me. So yeah, whether he knew his his time was up or not, but no, it was certainly certainly one of the best. And yeah, as I said, up there was um Dunstall and Lockett. Well, what was Lockett like, mate? Because he was a scary individual in his own right, wasn't he? Yeah. Just a beast. Sure was. Yeah, even when, when I first played on him at um, St Kilda, I was just trying to talk to him about the greyhounds or trying to disturb him, but he gave me nothing, and I had to be careful what I did say, or else he would give me a backhander. So, and even um, even in the early years, when I was first going out with Kerry, my wife now, she um, went to school with Lockett's sister, so I tried to get that in his mind as well, but he gave me nothing, so... I was, <laughs> I'll give up while I'm ahead. <laughs> Bloody hell, Scotty! It's amazing. Now you look look back, and you know you played 144 games, and you're a very good player. And as, as Maddie said, the Tigers faithful loved you. Do, you. do you look back now as a you know same age as me? We're 50, and and you look at your career because I do a bit more now. I didn't when I was playing different sport, obviously. And you think, wow, you know, I was lucky to have played with him and played. But do you look back and think, shit, you played on some of the greatest full forwards that have ever played the game. Dunstall, do we mention him? Lockett, Ablett, 
you keep going. You, did you have a crack at Kernahan? I mean, it's a pretty big list. Yeah, it was in the 90s. And like as I said, I'd, my first few years was probably a lot more of a, like a utility, I suppose, trying to find me, me spot in the team. But yep. then sort of after 94, 95, I ended up down, down the back line. And that's when those the superstars are coming through, the, well, coming through and then also retiring. But I've always said along the lines, I'd rather play on the, the well-known ones rather than the, the unknown ones. So it was... You could sort of do a bit more homework on them and know their strengths and weaknesses. So it was always good to play on them, that's for sure. And then, but the pressure pressure on you was always enormous, and we always expected our midfielders to help us out a lot. Ludes, yep. Ludy, Fish. I just want to touch touch on something. You've already had a win this week, so I don't want you being too greedy. But I believe you're a shareholder in Face Mask, and you've already had a win this week. So, so yes, you know, Richmond so that can't a, get up, surely. It was a, certainly a big night Friday night when the. The big grey ghost wins at um, Pakenham first up in race four, and then the Tigers winning after that. So it was a, a long walk home after a few beers. <laughs> wow. And doesn't want a little lick. It doesn't want a punt either, boys. So, uh... Yes, that no, was a good weekend. <laughs> I bet you. Yeah, so I was actually, while I'm going, I was actually just, just did a bit of research today, and I managed to come across the Mail Times there and a little article about you. And there was one quote from you I just want to repeat to you. I barrack for Richmond during the year and Geelong in the finals. So I just wanted to read that one out. I think it's pretty appropriate. Oh, come for this on, week. Fish, what's going on not here? For the, no, 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 not for the last few years, Matty. So I'd, I have said that <laughs> over, the, over the years, I suppose, after finishing. Um, the Tigers sort of struggled for a while, but I, that's just an old saying that I, yeah, barrack for Geelong during the year, or sorry, barrack for Richmond during the year. And, the cats during the final. Because we never made it. Yeah. Hey, That's right. <laughs> honestly, though, Fish, and I've had this conversation with you, mate. Like, and, and being a Richmond supporter, and, uh, you know, I, I hadn't seen any success, you know, like I was kind of four years old, you know, back that 1980 or 81 grand final. Uh, you know, so oh, I. Boo, boo, hoo, no, no idea. Try fucking, try fucking <laughs> barricade for St Kilda all your life. <laughs> well, at least you got to a couple of, you got to a couple of grand finals, but yeah, we couldn't even win nothing. a final for that period of time. And, and I remember thinking, and this is no joke, before 2017 season, I thought, I'm never going to see this side win a flag. And, and, and 2017 mm. kind of come from Made nowhere fish, didn't it? It did. Like, and you go back a bit further, like when I got drafted to the Tigers, uh, which was Bidgey Draft 1990, I was bringing home rattle, t- rattle tins to put in the pubs and stand out in traffic lights to run and raise money to save our skin. So we've, we've yes. come from, from nowhere to where we are now with over 100,000 members. So it's Great work by Benny Gale on the team, and yeah, let's hope we can have another success this weekend. Tell us about Brendan Gale, mate. Uh, would have been a teammate, a uh, bit of a character off the field, wasn't he? He was in a band back in the heyday, too. Yeah, yeah, him and Bloody Bully and Mickey Gale were in a band, and they're certainly characters. Like, I remember meeting Benny when I first moved down, and he was living with um, uh, Stevie Ryan, I think, and Justin Pickering, so that was a party house for us. <laughs> and we'd rock up the training like three or four in the morning or when 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 KB was coaching, KB had called yes, the early yes. morning training session. So we, we'd certainly uh, arrive with a bit of um, alcohol on, our, on the breath. So but Benny, like he studied law while he was playing footy for 10 or 12 years and what he's done for the club, well, for the AFL Play Association before, before he came to the club as president, he's just done, a, done an amazing job. And now he's what he's achieved for us and, for the club as well, it's just been amazing for us, for everyone. Chuck, Scotty, number number forty one. Was there any significance for you? Just so I've got a question. I'm going to try and trip up my co-hosts here, but is there any story behind the forty one, or is that just what you got? No, what was the game? No, that's what. 
Yeah, so no, nothing really. Just um, as I I rocked up, as I said, in the early 90s, and then um, all the lower numbers were probably taken, and I thought, oh, 41 will do me. So it did get a bit heavier over the years, but I, I was happy to stay over that side of what we called Broad Meadows. We called that in our locker room. Where we called the number <laughs> yep. We called number one to 12 two racks. The boys were on the, on the bigger contracts, so I was happy to sit over, on, <laughs> sit over in Broad Meadows with uh, like a Wiggers or a Bondi and those guys in the high 30s and the 40s, so it was good. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. Yeah, just my, Scotty, my you, omen you at the moment. My omen, sorry, Chuck. My omen on race day is race four, number one. Oh, there you go. Okay, I'm going to Cox Plate Day. Look here. <laughs> hey, boys. Uh, we know we got Scotty Turner on the uh, Tiger Champ. 144 games he played in the 41. Just to you two, don't don't you answer, Scotty? Tell me some other famous number 41s, boys, that have gone around in the oh, AFL. Gee whiz. Famous forty ones, uh, and, and I'll tell you, Ludes. I'll tell you, yep. Ludes, before you answer, and then go. I had a look at this just for a bit of something a bit different. Uh, Scotty played one hundred and forty-four with the forty-one on the back, and I, I was racking my brain. I thought of one. Uh, there's five players that have played more games with forty-one on their back. That shocked the, me. The a couple fish. of no-namers. Wow! Oh, I was only getting Nathan Foley. I reckon he took, yeah, I had Foley. He took your yeah. number fish, didn't he, at, uh, yep. at Tiger? Yep. How many did he play? Uh, 164. Yeah. Oh, so just, yep. yeah, right, eh? Jeez, so he's, he's in number five, but you got to get the you got to get the podium. So Foley is is number five. What a Kudafidis. Kudafidis was 43. Jesus, 41. I'll give, Shane, I, can go, I can give you two. I'll Shane two. Mumford. Yes, good Shane Mumford, he's uh, he's on the podium. He's gone past two hundred. The big mummy, so he's the leader in the pack. Mumford two hundred, two hundred and two. I think he's at something like that. But there's three others, and one of them I knew. The other two, I thought, shit, did they even play? And they, one played hundred and seventy one. One played hundred and eighty eight. Was there a McAdam? There was, no. but not at that height. He he wore the forty one and was a genius, but. Oh, didn't play oh, yeah. Adrian. Adrian. most games. Adrian McAdam. Yes. Yes. Most Peter games Rode. played with number Rode. 40. Pete, Peter Rode. He was what, Melbourne? Was he Melbourne? Yeah. And Carlton. And Carlton, yeah, right, eh? And yeah, there's if you what, get the was... other two, these two shocked me. I, Give I, us I, a club. Good. Who do they play for? Uh, inter, interstate clubs. Interstate clubs. One, one, played, one played for the Brisbane Lions and one played for Fremantle. 188 games for the Brisbane Lions. Pretty tough sort of dower type player. 41. In their premiership yep, kind of year, like the 2001, 2 and 3? No. Any, any guesses, Lou? Ashcroft. No. 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 Right. 188 no. games. Matthew Kennedy. Oh, yes. Right. Oh, Matty Kennedy. Right, eh? Who's the Frio, who's the Frio player? 171 games for Frio, this bloke. Uh, I've got to be honest, and I love my footy. When I looked it up, because I must admit, I thought, oh, Scotty will be number one. Oh, shit, Mumford, yep. And then I went, shit, Mumford, <laughs> Kennedy, number three. Peter Rode was four, Nathan Foley, five. Uh, Fremantle Dockers, 171 games. Anyone for the prize? I've got no idea. No, nothing. When I give you his name, I reckon you're still going to have no idea. 171 <laughs> games. Ball, Duffield. Nah, doesn't God. ring a bell to me. 
Hey, how can we not know a man that played 171 games? And I looked up and I'm going, well, I'm stuffed. Paul Duffield, pretty ordinary for someone who calls a footy and I love the game. I was shocked. Anyway, bit of uh, bullshit on the side. Scotty here for number 41. There you go. Good on you, Chuck. Good on you, mate. I cannot believe that. Now, listen, I uh, fish. We just talked about uh, you know, dropped a little bit, but that seventeen uh, pre-game uh, little Friday, uh, you kind of took me under your wing, big fella, and uh, another bike from Warrnambool, uh, one of our uh, leading boys in blue down here. I won't say his name. Uh, I don't want to incriminate him, but gee whiz, we had uh, a hell of a little grand final parade, and then straight over to uh, the Corner Hotel in Richmond and kicked on to the rising uh, rising sun, mate. It was uh, one hell of a session, and it's fair to say, Fish, on grand final morning, we woke up a little bit shabby. We did wake up. It was a good, it was a great, great day, really. It's probably it's the first time or second time I've been there, so it was always a, a dream, I suppose, to come down to a, to a grand final parade, but the night before, um, a grand final, you sort of, doesn't take much to top up the next day, so that following, the following night, uh, we, we scampered into the into the past into the players function again. So the, a couple of mates were happy with that one. Mm, absolutely, mate. Looked and after him. Took us to the Port Melbourne Bowls Club. Did fish on the Friday night, boys. That's you ever right. been? Yeah, cool. <laughs> you, oh, you ever been down there, Ludy and uh, Chuck? Mm. <laughs> no. Yeah, I can't a... say I've been to. The, I thought if you if you gave me the Red Eagle Bar or you headed into the Star Bar or I think I might have run into Scotty once or twice in the, the old Star, Star Bar. bar or, yep. Those are the days. Or ended up when there was nowhere else to go, the Dirty Rotten, where we always ended up. Well, most of the footballers were there. I don't remember Scotty being at the tunnel, but he probably was once oh, or twice. Of course he would have been. Yeah, free uh, drink card, yeah. There we go, free drink card, yeah. That was always a bit of a catch <laughs> from uh, us so-called sportsmen. Uh, hey, we yeah. actually got you on, Scotty, surprisingly, to talk about the grand final. Uh, tell us, we asked Billy the question, of course, he said the cats. You're going to say the Tigers, but why? Why will the Tigers yeah. win three, four? Why are they going to win? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I'd, I'd hope to know. Um, the conditions are going to suit us, I think, and it's going to be, well, at the moment, it's going to be thunderstorms and probably greasy. So mm. I can just see our um, our back line obviously matching up on their forwards and our midfielders sort of having crack, first crack at the ball going forward. So we just got to make sure our little little forwards bring that, that forward pressure again. Um, as we we can do in the wet and on, on these big days. So, yeah, I just think our, our back line is covered and then we are one-ballers and Nankur is showing his sort of strong ability around the ground, um, giving our on-ballers the first option going forward. So I think that's our, that's our, that's our, that's my pick, I think. And we're in good form. I reckon I said to Billy, I thought the Cats had had a couple of soft kind of finals leading into the GF. And it's not their fault. They've controlled the game. I totally agree with that. But I just thought that, uh, you know, I just reckon that uh, the Tigers are going to kind of go in a little bit more hard. And that was a really good, tough, hard physical contest last Friday night. And uh, I reckon the Cats have had a little bit of an easier run uh, intensity-wise heading into the big one, Fish. Let's hope so, mate. And as I said, it's on on, day, on grand final days, the boys can play and rough and tough as they like. So you'd like to see Lynch throw a few around, and even Dusty might polish up the elbows and throw a few. So it'd be good to see those guys <laughs> up and throw a few around. Fair to say, that's what the big fella done when he come down to coach Warnable Chark and Looney. He wasn't uh, he wasn't messing around on the big stage fish, were you? <laughs> no, no, I was, obviously I wasn't up to the pace back in those days, so I'd, I had to try and. Do something to slow them down to my pace. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, what was it? Where did you play? 
uh, Scotty, when you went down there, and I think you coached two flags, 2000, 2001, where did you play? Were you at fullback or were you sent out four? Where did no, you play? Well, it's, well wherever, whatever way the wind was going, I'd probably stay at that end. So I was either fullback or okay. fullback throughout the day. But I did enjoy my time at full forward over a few games, kicking a few goals. But sort of wherever, wherever the team sort of need me, I'd, I'd put myself there and try and do a job for it. And was a revelation, Danny, too. Make no mistake about it. And I touched on it earlier, boys. Uh, Fish opened up one of the very first noodle box franchises and uh, used to get in behind the jump and uh, get on the walk, didn't you, big fella? Oh, I tried to walk a few times, mate, but it came out as charcoal, so I, I certainly got away from it. I was, I was just concentrating no on the thing in Tim. Stewie, do, Stewie still does that with his pizza shop. Don't worry about that. Well, it's funny, he hasn't brought up the pizza shop that we went to in Melbourne a couple of years ago. Did he? he tried to tried to show me how to toss a, to toss the dough, so he ended up got stuck on the roof of the, of the pizza shop. So that was, oh, no. Another failure from the big fella. I, I kid you not. And the video only came up a couple of weeks ago on a uh, memory. Oh, no. So we, we walked out of the Port Melbourne Bowls Club, I reckon, about 2 a.m. on the Friday night before 2017 Grand Final. We'd had a fair old night, hadn't we, mate? They caught up with a couple of your mates. Jason Love, Rocket Owen, a couple of those boys yep. were there. Couple of beauties there. Couple of beauties, and uh, <laughs> and Fish was looking for a little bit of food. The big man, he hadn't eaten much throughout the afternoon. He said, uh, hang on to the taxi driver. He said, there's a pizza shop there. So we, we stopped, and uh, me being uh, full of full of uh, Dutch courage, I kind of said to old mate on the counter, I've got a pizza shop back home. Shop. I said, uh, let me just uh, show you how to flip a bit of dough around, and I got behind her, and <laughs> Fish was filming. I didn't realise that the great man was filming, and I give it a bit of a fling up, and she stuck. <laughs> she stuck on Ludi. the roof. Ludi, what are we dealing with? What are we dealing with? We started this show at 7 o'clock tonight. We said we'll do a quick, sharp, crisp show at 7 o'clock. It's now 10 past 9, Fish and Ludi. What are we dealing with? He didn't push the record button, Scotty, oh, to start mate. with, so we missed the first yeah, 10 minutes mate. of Billy. We mate. have to go back again. He's told us how he had to tag Daniel Harper. No, I have Falcon not. Days. I have not dropped <laughs> that story tonight. That is a lie. You have and dropped Fish, the story. Fish has actually worked alongside me. Fish spent a bit of time on radio here uh, back in the old footy show days. Fish didn't used to be uh, one of yes. our panellists each week. Yes, on the Saturday morning, it's always enjoyable to do those games. And, yeah, no, it, was, it was always good good feedback we got. It was always good fun. Fish, I got... Uh... I've got one serious one to finish. I asked Billy the same question, so I want to get your thoughts. Who's had a better career, mm. Cochin or Selwood? Ooh, how many brown loads between them? Good, good answer, mm. mate. Good yeah. answer, big fella. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, fish. I like it, buddy. Strange, really, how many blood rules, blood rules between them? <laughs> how many blood rules between them? <laughs> uh, I absolutely love it, mate. Uh, always great to talk to you. Can, before we go, I have to ask you because, uh, well, there was one thing that you and Billy Brownless had in common, mate, and uh, not only your great exports, uh, exports on the footy field, but uh, off it, big fella, uh, Billy actually ran for politics, uh, lasted all but uh, oh, no. one day. And, uh, Fish, you've actually ran oh, no. for politics yourself, big fella. Yeah, that was a, that was a lot of kissing babies and hugging grandmas. <laughs> uh, what was that, five oh, years ago, I reckon now? So I was trying to um, win votes for the National Party. But I, my saying these days, I was too honest. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd never forget it. I fairly get, I, I remember I was driving uh, up to Swan Hill or somewhere and had to go through our rat and it was uh it was like either the Friday before the election and I've never seen so Not many Scotty Turner. Uh every it's... paddock you went past there was a Scotty Turner vote one nationals uh little uh sort With something else hanging off it probably. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, mate, you, 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 you polled all right, though, didn't you, big fella, from memory? I think you went all yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, came, I came second. Or I helped the Liberal lady get over the line, so which was disappointing, but, no, well, that's life in politics, and <laughs> I can't thank you, you dollar honey, enough for it. <laughs> Preference voting, mate. That's how it works, big fella. Preference that's voting. One, that's the one. Hey, Fish, yeah. we appreciate your time, big fella. Great to talk to you. I know you get pretty nervous when the Tigers are in a big game like this. Uh, where are you going to watch it? Because I think a couple of your brothers play for uh, – or Barrick for the Cats, mate. Barrick so. for the Cats. Yeah, yeah. They'll, be, they'll, be, they'll be nowhere near me, so I'll be sitting <laughs> back with the wife and the young fellow and daughter probably and just having a few beers and a bit of party food throughout the day. Well, throughout the day and then into the night, so – Make sure we don't have too many frothies during the day so we can stay awake. Yes. Danger. <laughs> Night game. Love it, mate. Hey, great to talk to you, big fella, and good luck, Fish. Cheers, mate. Thanks, guys. Yeah, great, man. Thanks, Fish. Scotty. Scotty Turner, he's an absolute ripper, boys. Uh, Chuck and Looney, uh, who is going to win and give us a Norm Smith medalist, boys? You go first, Lou. Uh, I'll go Geelong by 15 points. And I'm going to go with Kieran Myers for Norm Smith, a little left fieldy. Oh, wowzers. A little, uh, just sneak up, just bob up with a few goals and just play his role. I think he's a good chance. A little dreadlocked assassin, right, eh? We, uh, we thought and we knew you were going to go to Cats, Ludi. Uh, what about you, Saka? Yeah, I'm torn, I must admit. You know, the daughter's the cat, the son's the tigers. I couldn't give a cracker. I, I just, I don't know, <laughs> Maddie. I, I, I don't want to upset you, but I've just got a feeling in the bones that Gary Ablett's farewell might just lift the cats. I know you don't play for an individual. Uh, Harry Taylor's another respected figure. Dangerfield in a grand final. I reckon, you know, he's wanted this big stage. He could go bananas and kick five. Um, So, look, I'm going the cats. I'm going the cats by 11 points. So, Mm. Ludie and I are pretty similar. And as you already know, I've taken Joel Selwood at 35 big ones. To win the Norm Smith medal. So that's two for the Cats. Do you want to make it the trifecta, big time? Oh, cut it out, you bloke. Seriously. Uh, we are cherry ripe for this game. We are an awesome little outfit. Uh, we coming off a, a couple of magnificent uh, finals wins. We had the Cats measure a few weeks ago. I think we match up really, really well against the Cats. And uh, the two How dangers... The two dangers for me are Dangerfield and Hawkins. They're the two players that can get yep. hold and win a game. I don't think there's a lot outside that for the Cats. I, I, I might have to eat humble pie next week if, if something someone else bobs up and really destroys us. But I, I just think they're the two uh, danger men. Uh, I reckon we're going to win... Uh, and win quite comfortably, boys. I reckon we're going to win by about twenty-nine points. We are. Oh, actually, no, it's wet, isn't it? I'll pull that back to. Uh, I'll pull that back to nineteen points, actually, because I think there's going to be thunderstorms and stuff. But the Tigers will win for mine. I love uh, Norm Smith medalists. I love halfback flankers, and uh, and I've got a feeling that uh, Nick Vloston 
might take out uh, this year's Norm Smith medal. Great play of Loston. Him and Grimes are just magnificent together down there back uh, in the back line. Little Liam Baker, boys, isn't he a star? I reckon he might go to Gary Ablett. And, uh, yeah, I'm expecting a, uh, a really, really good game of footy on Saturday. Well, boys, be just, to finish, just to finish the show, uh, just looking back, as Ludy knows, I, I sort of take a couple of notes in preparation for the show. <laughs> and, uh, really? And then during, during the show, I write down shit that you people say to come back to. <laughs> if you remember... I think you might have to start taking medication for this stuff. <laughs> Called Valium, Chuck. I, 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 I am. I am. Just so you know, I am. When, when you two don't organise guests and you ring me with two minutes before the show and say, hey, Saka, can you get us a guest? Uh, it's uh, giving me heart palpitations. Ludy's been promised some Dennis Cometti since we started on the 24th of March. He still has the It'll happen. In. It'll happen. He then said he'll have Cameron Ling for us. Yeah. And at 10, to, 10 yeah. to 8 tonight... Hey, Saka, can you get us a guest? Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll put that That's aside. That's a lie. Lee was on I've the table, well, but Chuck twisted them. Come to the table. I've just uh, written down here, and I'm giving you a, both a wrap here. A few weeks ago, mind you, Stuart, you went first. It wasn't hard. You said that Richmond will win the grand final and Lockie Neal will be the Brownlow medalist. Oh, there you go. That deserves Tim Ludeman said... Tim Ludeman said Geelong will win the grand final. And if I'm not mistaken, Tim, you said Travis Boke will win the Brownlow medal and he came runner-up. Mm. Correct. Correct. And old Sarka, I had third crack at it. Mm. I went I went with Port Adelaide, which they were pretty close. I thought they had a good year and that was a cracking game, wasn't it, Stewie, between it the Tigers and Port? It was. And, and I went after you two had taken Neil and Boke, uh, and well done you two for getting one and two. Well, we completed the trifecta because you know who came third, don't you? Who did come third? Kelly. Kelly. Jack Steele. Oh, Jackie Steele. There you go. And I had Jack Steele with me Saints hat on. So we, the three of yeah. us, Petrarca, Petrarca was equal on boats, which yeah, by yep, the way, yep, but yep. I'm take. We've got the trifecta. That's not a bad effort. Not a bad effort yeah, at all. Yeah. Uh, can I just ask you about the Brownlow boys? Uh just, just this is a question right. without notice. But like, honestly, it's kind of just a, a stats award now, isn't it? Like, you can't tell me the umps aren't getting the stats after each game, and that's where the votes are going because it's just so predictable. I find it hard to believe. I find it hard to believe after watching the state of the umpiring this year that they are capable of voting on the game. To be honest. Ooh, that's a little swipe at Shawnee Ryan and uh, Razor Ray and the crew. That's a fair call, though. Nick Natanui, Nick Natanui had a, a fairly handy year. He won the West Coast Best and Fairest last night ahead of a few good players. Well, He got five votes in the Brownlow medal the other night. I thought he might have attracted a bit more. It, it is sort of the little in the midfield. There's Lockie Neal, Bob Steele, all those guys. Uh, but, boys, seriously, and I tweeted the other night, the self-imposed ban came off. <laughs> I, I watch the Brownlow. I love it. It's the most boring night in football, but I love it because I'm a footy nuffy. Uh, how on earth, Ludy? How on earth could they Chuck, have the Brownlow medal? Hang on. How could they have the Brownlow I can picture you sitting at home in your chair with your little book writing bullets. the votes down as they read them out. Pendulous and your bullets, balls. chocolate bullets. <laughs> bullets, <laughs> coloured pens. Coloured pens, highlighting Jack Steele's face. Just, just turning and the, just turning to the Cass and just, just go. Lucky Neil's got another three, Cass. I think you have to 15. 
That's exactly right. That's exactly me. Now, boys, how can they have the night, get to the culmination and ask Lockie Neal to present the medal to him? I know. It yeah, was a disgrace. Like the and coach could have done it to him, couldn't it? You know, like or or someone said Simon Black was actually there. Like surely, correct? Yeah, that, that I just was, couldn't believe it. Yeah, that was a stuff up, wasn't it? I don't think they even thought about it. There you go. I don't think they give Hell, it a thought. That was horrendous. Can you present yourself with the most prestigious award in sport? Mm. Simon Black had won the Brownlow Medal. Surely they could have arranged that, or if not, you know, how about his coach, Chris? The Fags could have come up and presented. Exactly. Yeah. That was. Um, it was a great coverage, but that was a disgrace. They, they've, they've done a great job, the AFL, and they must be commended. I must admit, I didn't think they'd get a season in. I thought they were they were going to really battle, but uh, to do what they've done is is a, is a credit to them. And uh, you're right, Chuck. The poor buggers they uh, they stumbled at the final hurdle Forgot there, that. didn't they? Yeah, but they haven't had a bad year. They have not had a bad yeah, year. Yeah, I'd have to agree, Stewie. Well said, actually. Good point. Uh, good boys. Well right, where are you watching the grand final, Saka? You've got 25 k's. Where are you going to, big fella? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna drive I'm gonna drive from Mount Eliza to Frankston and then return and that'll be me twenty five K. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a packet of chocolate bullets on the way and I'm gonna sit in front of the box at home and uh, I might just have six cold carton drafts on ice and I'll let the the son who's a tiger and the daughter who's a cat and may the best team win and I'm gonna enjoy the night, Saturday night. That's what I'm gonna do. You kind of, it, it, I must admit, I've forgotten a couple of times this week. It's actually a night grand final, isn't it? It's uh, it's a bizarre night kind of feeling. Final. It is very bizarre. What about very you, Ludie? What are you doing, mate? Uh, not heading back to the uh, farm at Naranda or anything, mate? No, no, I'm actually working on Saturday. Richie Brothers Auctioneers, an auction next week, 27th, 28th. So if you're in the market for any earth moving, transport, or agricultural uh, gear, um, we'll be open on the weekend for you to come check it out. And uh, yeah, then I'll go home and. Settle into a bottle of red, I reckon, and watch the granny. I love it, Big I nearly forgot our bloody sponsor. I'm glad you kind of mentioned that, Looney. <laughs> because I'll tell you what, our main man, Clinton Bolsh at uh, Warnable Nissan, he is a mad cat supporter, boys. And uh, he did ring me up. Oh, I rang him up and said, because I've got that magnificent black Nissan Warrior, I said, uh, Bolshie, do you mind if I put a little yellow strip uh, down it, big fella, and, uh, you know, just kind of jazz the vehicle up a little bit, uh, being being a Tiger supporter and being a Cats man, he... Uh, he filthed up the big fellow. He wasn't happy with it at all. But uh, little does he know, I'm actually going to do it. <laughs> Stewie, you've had an absolute mare tonight. What? You forgot. You forgot. You forgot, <laughs> Bolshie. You didn't Mate. start recording until we were twelve <laughs> no. minutes into the show. Poor old Billy. He was shattered. He was gutted. <laughs> was shattered. Oh. Uh, just let just let Bolshie know. Uh, two weeks' time, big fellow. Uh, we're we're moving house. I. I know he's got the uh, container ready to send on the ferry over to the Mornington Peninsula for Saka. Yes. He, uh, just, I've got a change of address coming up in a couple oh, of weeks. Hang on. So what, uh, you're going from, uh, what, Mount Eliza to, uh, what, straight to uh, the Turak big fella, or what's going on here? Yep. Mount Eliza to Mount Eliza. I'm moving about two kilometres up the road. Um so I'll send you the new address, and Bolshe can send that one maybe over as a Christmas gift, I would have thought. Mate. As we go. I'll send you the one with the Richmond stripe there. It'd be f- How's that sound? No, I don't want that. Hey, boys, it's been great. We've had fun tonight with Brownless and uh, Scotty Turner. Uh, Ludes, good luck at the auction. 
if Dan doesn't uh, open up uh, Melbourne soon and let us get to the pub, if you can send some of that earth-moving equipment over here just to lift Sarka out of the lounge room, that'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it, big <laughs> hey, I'm going to leave you with these two tonight, boys. Yeah, get off it. Oh, no. We're from Tigerland. A fighting fury, we're from Tigerland. In any weather, you will see us with a grin. Risking head and skin. If we're behind, then never mind. We'll fight and fight and win. For we're from Tigerland. We never weep until the final siren's gone. Wait for it, boys. Like the tiger of old. We're strong and we're bold. For we're from Tigerland. Yellow and black. Ah, <laughs> uh, see ya, boys. Good luck, Looney. I wish you all the best of luck, mate. I must admit, Cheers, I can't stand the cats. Too. I can't stand you, mate. I, I just if there's one team I want to beat in the grand final, Chuck, it is Geelong. I'm sorry, boys, but <laughs> I'm going to be on the edge, to the, edge of my Look seat. forward to the review next week, boys. Good luck to both of you, and we'll chat about it next week. On ya, boys. Have a great weekend. Cheers, boys. Wrap it up. <laughs> In any weather, you will see us with a grin, risking head and skin. If we're behind, then never mind. We'll fight and fight and win, for we're from Tigerland. We never weep until the final siren's gone. Like the tiger of old, we're strong and we're bold, for we're from Tigerland.